this led me to the pantry and I was like, well, I've already eaten a piece of pizza. So like maybe I should get whatever it was in the pantry that I wasn't allowing myself to eat in today as well because it's already screwed. So I binged. I just binged. I just like ate and ate and ate and I wasn't paying attention to my body. And you know, it wasn't even like I felt full. What it actually felt like was I couldn't stop eating even if I wanted to. Yeah, it was just out of my control. And I remember breaking down on my kitchen floor. You are listening to the Well Balanced Podcast. I am your host and coach, Jillian Botel, and my mission is to revolutionize how women approach health. In this podcast, you will learn to find connection with yourself and your body once again. It is time to start feeling your best, achieve the goals you set, and start playing big. Gain the confidence, power, and knowledge you need to take control of your health and rediscover your worth. Welcome to the Well Balanced Podcast. Hello, beautiful. I'm so happy to have you listening into this episode. So last week, I did something that I have never done before. Without any preparation, I just spoke. I didn't have notes for that show, and it felt so good. Well, this week, I'm doing something I've not ever done before either, and that is I am recording this episode while sitting on my deck. So if you hear traffic or birds chirping or the wind, that is why. It is just such a beautiful fall day here that I was like, I need to enjoy every last moment of fall. The weather will probably start to get colder here. And it was just too nice to be inside. So here I am. Today, I'm actually going to share with you my story. I'm really excited to get into this with you guys. I was recently speaking to my own coach in the mastermind group that I'm a part of. And she was asking if I had shared my story on my podcast. And I hadn't. Even on my Instagram, you know, I've gone into bits and pieces of it, but I have never shared kind of the entirety of it. And I'm really excited to. You know, I had the idea to do that right off the hop when I started my podcast. But I don't know, something stopped me. I was just like, I don't know if anybody would be interested in hearing my story. And I had so many amazing resources for beautiful conversations with other women that I was so excited to share that I just hadn't got to it. So here we are, 20 some episodes later, and I'm really excited to share with you guys my story and the journey and what has brought me here. Granted, I have to admit, it is kind of interesting to think about like telling your own story because you're like, where do I start? Where did everything that was somewhat relevant begin from? And it's interesting just looking at your own life and reflecting on that question. And so I got to reflecting and I was like, okay, where do I start? And it's interesting, especially in regards to starting to think about your body and dieting and food and think of an actual start date. And I think that's really where the problem lies is that it's so conditioned into us from such a young age that it just always is. It's like, I don't ever remember thinking, okay, now I consciously care about my body. It was just something that was conditioned into me by the society around me. But I do remember when I was reflecting back, I do remember this specific time and it was in grade 10 in high school. Our girls gym class got to go to a local women's gym as part of the curriculum 
and we were given our body fat percentage. Now, I don't remember it being like something that was um, like shared with the group, but for sure it was like everyone knew this was happening. We were all waiting in line to get ours done. And if you don't know, in order to figure out your body fat percentage, you have to take into consideration your age, your height, your weight, and some other factors. And it wasn't until I reflected back on this, like 15 years later, that I thought, wow, how, how messed up? You're taking 16-year-old girls who already feel so much social pressure and you are going to weigh them and give them their body fat percentage. And I do remember thinking after I got my number, like, okay, I have to keep this number. And maybe that was a moment where there was like a conscious decision and thought around my body. And, you know, throughout high school, I experimented with weight loss pills. You know, I I didn't know what they did to my body even. I just knew that they would help me stay small or get smaller and that appealed to me which is so sad you know reflecting back it's just a sad thought and I know that this is a pressure that a lot of women have faced in their past and a lot of girls still deal with and that's why I just feel so passionate about really changing the narrative around our health and how women view their bodies Because if we change how we view our bodies, then society will change how they view women's bodies. And I think that's so important. And it's something I know I really want for my daughter. I want a different narrative around how she views her body and how society views a woman's body. So, yeah, it was kind of just something that, you know, like most people, you just always kind of are thinking of in the background. Should I be on a diet? I should watch what I eat. But I would say for me, my story gets really interesting when I decided that I wanted to put myself in a position where I would be forced to stick to a diet, where I couldn't fall off the wagon per se. So after my first son was born, I decided that I wanted to get into fitness competitions and I hired a coach and I made that financial commitment I made that time commitment and literally I put myself in this position where I had to stick to my diet I had to commit to my workouts and let me tell you (laughs) okay I'll describe kind of what my lifestyle was like prior to making this commitment my husband and I would, we probably ate out like three to five times a week, at least. We were both working. When we came home at six o'clock from work, I would say we put very little effort into the food we ate. It was often bought from the frozen section or the package section of the grocery store. And yeah, that's kind of where we started. So when I decided to get a coach and I got my meal plan, it was a huge difference in my in lifestyle. It was a huge difference in lifestyle. Yeah, I was having to weigh out to the gram everything I ate. And I couldn't eat anything that wasn't on my plan. And that definitely 
took a toll on me mentally, emotionally, and physically. Like this was a shock. I really did take it to the extreme. It was, I was consumed by my food, by my body, by exercise. It was all I thought about day and night. And making this commitment, it required me to like take things so extreme. So it didn't matter if it was Thanksgiving with my whole family or Christmas Day. I followed this plan. I packed meals in advance. If my girlfriend and I went to the city for the day, it was a lunch kit of food that went with me everywhere. I had food packed. I had meals packed. I had snacks packed. And I just didn't really veer off of this plan that my coach had made. Doing this for months, it took its toll on me. I would get very frustrated with my husband if he ate things that I couldn't eat in front of me, which was a lot of the time. (laughs) You know, he didn't make that choice for himself. So a lot of times I would you know, make comments towards his food choices and I would criticize his food choices and I would just be essentially bitter towards him for eating food that I couldn't eat. I started to become very obsessed with my body. You know, I in some ways became detached from my body and I kind of saw it as this object that was detached from me. I know that might not make very much sense. I just don't know how to describe it other than that. So like, yeah. And I would do things like eat and then I would have to go and like body check myself in the mirror. I would have to go and see if my abs were still visible. It was obsession. This vain obsession over my body and how it looked at any given time through the day. I would wake up and I would have to take a selfie of my body. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, thinking back to that, it's so crazy because I haven't really spent a lot of time between then and now really reflecting on how, how like obsessed I was. It was crazy. You know, I can remember going out with my friends to even restaurants and not eating just having a drink because I couldn't. It's so crazy because in the moment, I don't remember thinking that it was taking a toll on me. And it wasn't until years later that it really built up and built up and built up. And eventually it broke me, which I'll get to. But I just really want to, um, you know, really paint that picture of how extreme I went. And how toxic it really was in the end. And now I know like not a lot of people go to this extreme, but what I saw with working with my clients was that the obsession was very much the same. So I competed. I did my first competition, I think in 2000 and oh, I don't even know, 13 or 14. I did really well. I got first in my category and I was like hooked for lack of a better word. It felt so satisfying setting this goal and achieving it. And I knew that it definitely wasn't going to be the last time 
I competed. So, you know, it's easy to look back in hindsight and see like the toll that it was really starting to take on me, but there was definitely good that came from it. So something that I realized is for the first time really in my adult life, I started prioritizing eating more nutritious food. That led me to see how powerful food is and how good food can make you feel. So I really do like to take the good that came out of it as well. And this actually led me to go back to school to get certified in nutrition coaching. And so when I was pregnant with my second son, that is what I did. And I thought to myself, you know, I could see all my friends going to the gym, you know, just working their butt off to see the tiniest bit of change. And I thought to myself, if they could just incorporate nutrition, they would be able to work half as hard and see double the results that they were seeing because it's this really powerful component that I know myself up until this point hadn't really considered that much. Needless to say, I went back and I got my certification and I started working one-on-one with clients and I loved doing this. Something that I always knew was important was keeping a sense of balance. So something I would always ask my clients was, what is one or two things that you don't want to give up when I was creating their nutrition plans for them? So whether that was like cream in their coffee every day or a beer after work or chips or ice cream before bed, I always made sure that I worked that into their nutrition plans. Because the idea was that If they could not feel deprived, that they would be able to stick to it long enough that it would become a lifestyle change. I really adopted this lifestyle wholeheartedly. I made it my career at this point. I was now training for my second fitness competition. And at this point, because nutrition had become my life, literally, I the lifestyle change wasn't nearly as much of a shock to the system as it was the first time. So I competed for a second time and it didn't take the toll it took on me the first time. So I would say I enjoyed it even more. And what was funny is I had decided that I was going to do back-to-back competition. So that would require um, going from one prep right into another. And if anyone listening has competed again, before you know how extreme prepping is and so I went into what would have been my like third competition prep and you guys I had nothing left in me I just couldn't do it like it wasn't even so much that I couldn't stick to my diet even though there was definitely times where I couldn't I just like emotionally and mentally was so exhausted from dieting for so long. It was like mentally I was just in such a bad space. I can remember taking progress pictures and having to send them to my coach and being so critical of my body and thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm holding on to so much extra weight. My body's not doing what I want it to do. And now I look back at those pictures and I'm just like, you're freaking crazy. Like I was 
in, it, it's like you become so, so obsessed and you start obsessing over the littlest things that you don't even see the big picture. Like you don't even see that you live in this like false reality. I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that like you're half freaking nuts. And I was. It's kind of funny to look back on. And it makes me think that like, oh my God, bless my husband's heart for putting up with me because, you know, from the very first competition to my very last, like, you know, there was definitely days where I was probably just freaking crazy. So yeah, I was just done. I was like, I can't, I cannot do another prep again. So I actually pulled out of competing back to back. You know, and at this point, I was still working with my clients and really enjoying doing that. But something that I had really started to notice was that my clients were coming back to me. I'd have clients that I'd worked with and they'd have great success, but they'd come back to me and they would say, like, I've fallen off track. I just need someone to help keep me accountable. I just want to lose, you know, the weight that I've put back on plus this much extra weight. And I do, I really do remember thinking to myself, like, okay, why can't these clients adopt this lifestyle? Why are they slipping back into old negative habits that aren't serving them? And how can I help them? And yet, I just was coming up short. I, I didn't know the answer. And so, then, then I got pregnant with my daughter, and while I was pregnant with her, I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And this began a whole nother level of health obsession for me. So I would say prior to this, I was more consumed with my body and the way my body looked. And then when I got this diagnosis, I really became like health obsessed, the food that I was putting in my body. And I would say I really like borderline became orthorexic. So for anyone that doesn't know, that's like the obsession with healthy food. It's, you know, knowing every ingredient in something or obsessing if something's organic or a whole food or, you know, all these different things. And for a while I went completely whole food plant-based. I didn't eat any sort of meat. I didn't eat barely anything that had any ingredients in it. It was like to the 10th degree obsession. And so at this time, I had two sons and my husband. So lots of times meals, I would make two to three different meals, like consistently every day. Let me tell you, if dieting alone isn't exhausting, making different meals for yourself every single day will freaking take it out of you. So I had my daughter and then my original gestational diabetes diagnosis turned into me having type 1 diabetes. So for anyone that doesn't know, that means I'm insulin dependent. You know, at the time of my diagnosis, I was still crazy over the food I was, was eating so because my diet was so extreme, I would have to pack food wherever I went. Even if we went somewhere where there was lots of options, when I was eating whole food plant-based, um, I would just pack a lot of things. And 
just became exhausting. By this time, I've, I had three children and I was running a business and, you know, like my kids were in sports. And on top of all of that, you know, I was just like still constantly every single day of my life focused on food and at this point like a good deal focused on my body my the the obsession um that it was when I was competing it wasn't nearly to that degree but it was still a lot you know I would still criticize my body and compare it to how it's looked and be striving to change my body and I specifically remember this one evening I was making homemade pizza I make this pizza dough that I grew up with it's so delicious I was making pizza for my family and I was preparing my meal for myself and after everyone was done eating I was packaging up the pizza and I kind of cut like just a sliver of pizza and I ate it and I was like oh that is so good so I went back And I cut another piece and another piece. And I probably ate what was equivalent to a slice of pizza. But I didn't sit down and enjoy that slice of pizza. I know every time I walked by it, I would just take just a little bit more, just a little bit more. You know, I know my dieter girls out there can relate to that. (laughs) And so this led me to the pantry, essentially. And I was like, well, I've already eaten a piece of pizza. So, like, maybe I should get that you know, whatever it was in the pantry that I wasn't allowing myself to eat in today as well, because it's already screwed. So I binged. I just binged. I just like ate and ate and ate and I wasn't paying attention to my body. And you know, it wasn't even like I felt full. What it actually felt like was I couldn't stop eating even if I wanted to. Yeah, it was just out of my control. And I remember breaking down on my kitchen floor being like, I'm so tired. Like, this is so exhausting. I cannot do this for another day, let alone another week or the rest of my life. You guys, I was just so done. And that night, I remember Googling how to find balance in your health. And Evelyn Tribble's intuitive eating book popped up. And so I started reading on that and started reading reviews and I started going down like the intuitive eating rabbit hole and I was like oh my gosh this is the answer this is what I've been looking for and so I ordered the book I read the book I did the workbook I got certified through her for intuitive eating and I was like I need to teach this to all women because there were so many amazing things from intuitive eating that I just never really considered before, you know, like really understanding what is happening when we diet on a biological and a psychological level is really, really something every woman should know because here we all are walking around with guilt and shame for quitting and not sticking to diets, but little do a lot of us know that that is just a biological response to restriction. It's nothing that has to do with your willpower or how badly you want to change. It has nothing to do with it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to share this and teach women that they can like relieve themselves of all of that weight that they are putting on their shoulders. So at this point, I was like, I cannot continue doing and working with my clients in the way that I had been up until this point. So I had no idea 
what I was going to do for work yet. I was just like, I cannot do this because the whole reason that I went into nutrition in the first place was because I had seen the positive impacts that it could have on somebody. And knowing that I was giving my clients these meal plans, even if it had ice cream before bed or a beer after work, I just felt like I was doing more harm than good. So I completely stopped working with my clients. I didn't take new clients on even though they were like messaging me and they didn't care. I just decided that I needed to take a step back. I had healing that needed to be done and I needed to make a decision in the direction that I wanted to go and educate myself in that. So like I mentioned, I got certified in intuitive eating And I thought that that was the direction that I was going to go in. I thought that I was going to teach people how to intuitively listen to their body and eat intuitively, essentially. But yet, (laughs) something about that didn't feel completely right for me. I love so, so, so many aspects of intuitive eating. And intuitive eating really helped me heal my relationship with food. So I understand the power of habituating food and removing restrictions and um, honoring your fullness and your hunger. So I was like, okay, but what doesn't feel exactly right to me? And it really came down to this. At this point in time, I realized that I didn't feel right telling anybody what was right for them. So whether that was here, follow this meal plan or you need to eat intuitively. I just didn't feel like I wanted to be the one to decide and tell somebody what had to work for them. This is where I get so excited because I so, so, so strongly believe in empowering women to empower themselves. So I think that each one of us knows exactly what we need. But what has happened is we've lived a life of hearing other people tell us what needs to work for us and what should work for us. And you know what the result is, is a whole bunch of women who have no confidence in their inner knowing, no confidence in their worth, who don't accept themselves, who hold themselves to society standards, and who spend their entire lives at war with themselves. Women, while they're battling with these things, are so strong and resilient and amazing, and they're trying to show up and be the best mothers and be the best wives and be the, the best employees and the best friends. And I think, how much easier would all of that be If we loved ourselves more, if we showed up for ourselves more, if we treated ourselves with as much respect as we treat those around us with, it was like this light came on and I knew that I really wanted to help women with this. And so, you know, I'd seen, I would say, the best of both worlds. Like I've seen what I took from dieting and that extreme world and the amazing things that intuitive eating has to offer us and I've combined them and what I want to do is provide you with all of the knowledge you need. I want you to understand how 
eating nutritious food can make you feel and how you can improve your health by choosing more nutritious food. But I also want you to realize the importance of satisfaction and the importance of not restricting yourself and honoring your body and becoming an ally with your body because both are so important and what that looks like for you is going to be different than that looks like for me and that's why I can't tell you what works for you because only you know what works for you and so it's funny because I look back on my journey I can have such appreciation for where that extreme dieting led me because it eventually led me here and the women that I have worked with and worked through the program that I have created, honestly, second to my children, it is the most rewarding thing I've done. Seeing these women heal and start to love themselves, it is the best thing in the entire world. Yeah, that's how I got here. And I'm so grateful um, for this platform and being able to share that with you guys. And I'm so grateful for the community that has come of this. I love the conversations that I get to have with each and every one of you. They mean so much to me and and being able to help and serve in this way is so important to me. So please don't ever, ever hesitate to reach out to me if you're having a hard day, if you're having a bad body day, if you're having a day where you just cannot get out of the shame and guilt cycle or you know if you're having a good day and you decided to honor yourself or you decided to not weigh yourself this week out of a out of self-respect then share that with me too I love love getting to chat with you guys thank you so much for listening I so appreciate it let me know your feedback on this episode and what you thought of it and I will talk to you guys soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Well Balanced Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you took a screenshot, tagged me, and then shared it on your Instagram stories. Also, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcast, I would truly appreciate if you left me a rating and review. Just let me know what your thoughts are and if there's anything you want to hear more of on the Well Balanced Podcast.